0: For more information about the movement sessions, the food, the center, head to my website, nutritiousmovement.com retreat. That's nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. This is Katie B., and you are about to listen to an early episode of my podcast. Now the show is called The Move Your DNA Podcast, and you can find all episode transcripts and the show notes to this episode at nutritiousmovement.com podcast enjoy
1: it's the katie says podcast where movement geek danny hammett that's me joins biomechanist katie bowman that's you Author of Move Your DNA for discussions on body mechanics, movement nutrition, natural movement, and how movement can be the solution to modern ailments we all experience.
0: I never get tired of hearing that it makes me laugh every time you read it because it's like I think it's helpful though to say whose voice That's is good. Who.
1: Laughing is good. Before we get started, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack this a little bit. Our last show that we recorded was the year-end recap, the health recap. And that was super fun show to do. and I can't wait to listen to it. And if you're listening to this, that means you already did. And one of the things that Katie asked me was an investment I wanted to make in my health. And I said, do you remember I wanted to see an Ayurvedic practitioner?
0: I remember. okay, cool. <laughs> oh were you asking so. me? I thought you were, I thought it was a rhetorical question. I'm, sorry. I'm talking to you
1: <laughs> and the audience all at once. Sorry, Speak up okay. whenever you want. A few days later, Dear listeners, I get in the mail from my friend some Ayurvedic books. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. But what's even cooler, they were totally meant to be, Katie, because I was working with that great voice coach that's been helping me. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her about high-altitude breathing, and she goes, oh, you should read this gentleman's books. I think John Douillard is his oh. name or something yeah.
0: like that. Dulyard? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big Ayurvedic guy where you are, yeah? I know. He's, like, world famous. Yeah. He's
1: three minutes from my house, dude. Yeah, he's right there in Boulder, yo. Yeah, like, three minutes. I could walk over to his place, and it would be awesome. I'm actually going to make an appointment and go see them.
0: You know, Ayurveda has been—it was like, you know, if you just have that idea of meant to be. I really followed this weird instinct toward Ayurveda. You know, I read it in a magazine on an airplane, and then I— I just, I was like, this sounds, it sounds like, it sounded right. You know, there was Mm -hmm. like some sort of resonance and I ended up finding my husband that way. You know what I mean? Like. That's cool. Like it was just this weird thing and it has been, it's been so, the books that I sent you, by the way, those are used. Those are just from my (laughs) shelf to yours.
1: I could tell because there's post-it notes and underlines. It's fun to see what, you know, was highlighted
0: well, a lot of that I think when when uh, my husband was going through Ayurvedic training, mm. a lot of those he used as a textbook. So I cool. I am a big believer in just sharing and and like we, I think we had a few of those copies, and so we we're you know he picks them out. I was like, what's the best ones, and Aww. so you've got a kind of a technical theory one, and then you have a super practical one. So thank you so much. It was very You're sweet right, of welcome. you, and thank
1: you for the dog soap,
0: <laughs> lavender dog gourmet dog <laughs> lavender soap,
1: people. from where you live. Gourmet Named after my daughter because I, I have three dogs. You're brilliant. But don't ever send me the jelly bean game again.
0: Oh, my gosh. She, I forgot She sent it. me what this horrible you
1: game. You know the, in Harry Potter how the, the every flavor jelly beans, they taste like good things or bad things. There's a game called Bean Boozled that she sent me. And it has a spinner and a box full of jelly beans that are identical colors but horrible flavors. So you spin well, –
0: there's two, so just to clarify, right. like say dog, say say there's a bra- there's two browns, one's dog poop and one's chocolate, and you spin to have to grab a brown one, and you have to determine which one it is, it's, right? It's
1: horrible. <laughs> we sat down to play it, the whole family, <laughs> and at one point we were all just like, "This is no game. This is a horrible thing." We were running into the garbage can in the sink and spitting out there's baby wipes, skunk spray, Booker. It's just nasty, man. What was the grossest tasting one? Oh, a skunk spray, hands down. And then,
0: and it actually tastes like, in in the same way that a Mm -hmm. buttered popcorn jelly bean tastes like buttered popcorn, does a skunk spray one actually taste like a skunk spray? I, having never actually licked skunk
1: spray, but having washed it off a dog and having that olfactory, (laughs) you know, assault.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty close. I thought you're, I thought for some reason, I thought that you guys would just get a gross I know, I figured that you guys probably have family game night. We do. I know that like odd things intrigue you. And we're a very gross family. Like we love gross, gross things. And you're a gross family. Totally... Like, let's just call it like it is. Yeah. You guys. No, you had you us pay, love... but. I did. I did. And I will never send it to you again. And I'm sending it back
1: actually to you.
0: Pass it on. You know, it can be like those chain letters and you just go, I dare you to play three rounds. So anyone out there who wants the game, just tweet us your address and then pass it on. I think Otto needs it. I think Otto, I think definitely one of our, Mm. one of our most (laughs) engaged listeners would probably dig it. Yes. It's, it's to go to the, it's to go to the Otto family for sure. It's
1: coming at you, Otto. There you go. Coming at you. All right. Let's move forward now. Thanks for listening to me. And thanks for the sweetness.
0: And also the the disgustingness right next to that. It's a, it's yeah. a conditioning. Well, sweetness in the form of the book. It so is. It was, it was either that or like a case of Snickers. I couldn't figure out which one to get you, so I went with the disgusting jelly bean game.
1: Yeah, that's okay. Like, I have eight cases of Snickers sitting here because fans have just been sending me case that's after right. case after no.
0: It's like furniture. Like, your, your furniture <laughs> could just be boxes of Snickers. It's totally functional. And also kind of in line with, with what we're talking about today, which is stacking uh, your... Life, not your cases of Snickers, but it's kind of the same thing. It's stacking your life is this phrase that I coined I don't know, like six months ago, maybe. Oh wow, okay. I so. think it's been that long. I, I don't think it's been around that long. And it's it's this idea that I use in my life to help live a movement based life lifestyle it's it's this phrase that kind of sums up the idea that life and movement are supposed to be more integrated than they currently are that movement doesn't happen outside of your life that you can fit in all of the all of the necessities all of the nutrients right the family time the private time the rest time community time work time can all be accomplished while you are also moving in the same way that nutrients come well packaged in the food form. You know, if like if you have to take 30 separate vitamins and mineral supplements, that there might be a diet of only five or six foods that if you just create a meal from those foods, you would get what, what normally you are segmenting out or parsing out as 30 separate things. So that's Stack Your Life. That's today's show.
1: I think that's good because we're all given the same 24 hours. Mm hmm. But I hear this a lot, and you probably hear it about eight times more than I do. Is that it's just like this trade off to fit certain things into those twenty four hours? Like is if somebody, I could work out, but then the kids have to sit in front of a movie, or get dropped off at the you know gym daycare, or I could write my novel, but then my neck and back are going to hurt from all the computer time. And it's just there's trade offs. Yeah. How can we stack our life? You've mentioned it before, and you have your hashtag hashtag Stack Your Life. Hashtag.
0: But the hashtags seem to really sum me up. I just, I, I don't, I mean, have you seen the SNL skit on hashtags? People who actually die. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've turned into that person, but I, it's just, mm-hmm. there's no easier way for me to just come across with all the power that I feel in like one summation. Hashtag. Holy cow. But you know what? Hashtags are stacking your life. Ex- oh my Holy God. Holy cow. You had
1: to go to that whole other level. But, but it is. It just hit me. You're brilliant. I'm not even going to make fun of it with hash brown stack your life. It's hashtag. You stack your life with a hashtag.
0: Hashtag hash brown. That's something. <laughs> when did it come
1: to you? I, I didn't realize that it's only this. It seems like it's been forever.
0: I wrote a blog post called keeping. I know you have to take notes now, right? So that mm-hmm. you can include in the show notes. I believe the blog post title was keeping your body and life fit. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's about, it was just some examples of how I do multiple things at one time. And so I don't even really know if stack your life. I even use those words in the blog post. Now that I think about it, I think I've gone back to go, when did I start saying stack your life? But it comes from an image, one of my crappy images that I drew for the blog post, which was I drew out circles. <laughs> I drew, I, grew, I drew out consecutive circles. I laid them all out on a piece of paper, and I had a circle for family time, and I had a circle for, you know, kid education and couple time and engaging in your community and exercise and work. And I was like, here's how we look at it, right? And so there's this paper with all of these circles, and when we allot time when we schedule our schedule our day we go okay i have to work for eight hours so you're putting eight hours on your work time and that's the only thing you're doing during that time so none of the other circles are being filled and this is always to go back to this idea that there are only there's a fixed amount of time in a day Mm -hmm. so in this blog post i go here's how i do it and i took four of the circles i grabbed a movement, an exercise circle or movement circle. I grabbed a family circle. I grabbed a community circle and I grabbed, I actually think of food preparation. I think like we have, we all have to eat is such a mm-hmm. heavy concern that getting and preparing food, we allot so much time in our day to that, right? Whether it's meal planning or going to the store or the actual cooking and then the cleaning up after the cooking, right? There's like just all these circles. So I, I, I picked four, I think it was family, yeah, family movement, community, food. And I, in the illustration, I stacked them on top of each other and just drew an arrow going through all four and going, I don't know, I think the picture was, there's a regular community event here where they essentially have like gleaning. they, or these local farms ask people to donate their time. Can you come out and harvest this fruit? Because it's an organic farm, it's, it's, producing they can't afford you know to have a lot of full-time employees and the need for employees goes up right when the fruit all comes ripe at the same time so they invite the community out and they're like we need help harvesting so that we can sell this produce in our grocery store for an affordable price who wants to come so we all go out and we spend or whoever wants to you know two or three hours in this field i mean was squatting and bending and walking and i was outside my feet were bare and in the dirt. My kids were being part of the process. They were playing. They Mm -hmm. were also picking. They were moving. They were becoming educated on where food comes from. They were playing with their friends. I was with other friends in our community. I was contributing to my community. I was procuring food. And then the trade-off is they weigh whatever you pick and you get based on the poundage you get a certain dollar amount to spend in their store or if you want you can also just come take that equal quantity in food later in the season of that type cool. so this was strawberries right so if i picked 12 pounds of strawberries then they're like okay as soon as as soon as you know this is premium fruit right so it needs to go to the store for people who are buying strawberries mm-hmm. and if you want the dollar amount you can go buy these strawberries too or if you want to back at the end of the season, you can come have for free 12 pounds of strawberries because those just don't sell as well. You know, so it's like, okay, great. I'm going to do jam making or or whatever. So this is what this is like. It's such a brilliant business model. And so during that single hour, I accomplished an, or I guess let's just say it was an hour. In that hour, I did an hour of movement. I did an hour of family time. I did an hour of educating my children. I did an hour in my community, and I did an hour with my spouse, and I did an hour with my friends. And if we laid it all out, that would be what normally and an would take me food. six hours. And then an hour of food procurement. So it's like I just did multiple – I accomplished if I – laid out everything i got seven hours of work done in a single hour that is how i live my life and that is how everyone's like how do you get so much done it's like because i stack my life i've stopped i've arranged my thinking so that i no longer see this compartmentalization of separate things and i work very intensely to stack up multiple things and so that's that stack your life
1: that's just like, you know, say that one day during harvest time, could you describe what a typical stacked Katy day looks like?
0: Well, that's not super atypical. I mean, with the amount of foraging and where we live, another thing is foraging out in the wilderness, e- even things like fishing trips. You know, I always think of food, like food is food and movement are the top two. So how can we get food? Going to the grocery store is something that I have to do that probably everyone has to do. I will walk to the grocery store. I will walk with my children and spouse to the grocery store. And again, that is, I mean, that happens almost every single day.
1: Right. Okay, but could you, like, start from the beginning of the day? Just say you're given given that same 24 hours that we all are. Just
0: can you start from, you open your eyes. I don't open my eyes till like, maybe one-third after the day has gone. (laughs) Just kidding. I get up earlier in the morning, and I take a walk with a friend. So... It's an hour of walking, but it's also an hour of social time for me. It might be the only time I hang out with a friend and just chat my heart out. We also have coffee while we walk. So it has, although we are walking, it has this feel of friendship and adult time, yeah, child free time. You know, it's it's I'm connecting with someone else. It's outdoor time. Right. So there's a difference Mm -hmm. between choosing where to do it. It's outside. It's nature time for me because we're choosing to do it in a very rural place. I've recently added letting myself be extra cold. So now it's extra movement conditioning. Right. Like I'm trying to continuously add layers to it. Sometimes when we walk. I'm getting my walk in with my friend. We're like, you know what? Like tomorrow is a holiday for us here, which means just extra food preparation. I have like a list of things I need to do. I got to go to the grocery store. We always host um tomorrow we're we're recording this, I guess right before Christmas. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. So this is another example of stacking our life. We host a Christmas Eve community brunch and hike. So it's our gift for all of our friends because we don't really buy presents. It's our way of getting more social, community, food time. We'll do this amazing hike all together. And it's kind of the tradition where we are that everyone knows that they come over here in the morning. So that will mean for our walk for my one friend tomorrow is we will walk to the grocery store. We will will schedule and change where we go for our walk so that our five-mile loop passes the grocery store. And we will allow extra time. So we will get a chore done, which is, you know, get the last minute food we need for the brunch. We'll get it at five 30 in the morning and we just make it part of our workout. Right. So we'll carry our groceries halfway at the halfway point back. And that's how we stack our lives. Like I keep everything so fluid to go, Oh, you know, she needs to sometimes walk her dog. She'll bring her dog to get her dog walked. So it's like, how many of my, if I had to write a list of my life's tasks, how many of them can I do in a single second? So in the morning, it's that when I come home, I'm usually, I'll shift into work mode, but I tend to do a lot of my work on the floor while also being with the kids, you know? Yeah. So I've posted so many, my Instagram was a really good, I think, place to see a movement-based lifestyle. If we have these
1: well and you also have on the the new website nutritiousmovement.com you have your day in the life yes section which is kind of yeah
0: cool. I don't usually ever take a walk just for the sake of taking a walk it's to accomplish some other thing on my list that needs to get done so I'll look at my list of things I need to do today I'm like is there anything I can walk to today because walking's on my list and dropping this off or going to take this to a neighbor, or delivering something to my sister, or picking up some groceries; those two are on my list. So I just look at that list, and instead of always going, I walk at this time every time. I go, how how can I be more fluid, more supple with the arrangement of my of my day? And to and to see that I posted something on Instagram. We had ordered two cords of wood. For some reason, we ran out of wood the day before winter. <laughs> and I was like, I went to Way go to build plan. a fire. I'm not like a, like I I work so much that I don't, I've usually delegated all of the fire building mm-hmm. responsibilities to my husband and I was like, he was gone and I was like, text him like, where's the wood? He's like, oh, we're out of wood. I was like, what? It's, what? We're out of wood? And he's like, yeah, it'll be coming in a couple of days. So we got two cords of wood, you know, how they just dump out mm-hmm. a huge pile of it and now I'm like, oh, I have this huge, I mean, it's hours of stacking wood. And I'm like, I got these sure. kids. I need to, and I was like, duh, stacking wood is the movement for today. It is the natural, mm-hmm. it is the natural movement. The kids were stoked. They have they they're like, give me always play with me, entertain me. And I was like, today we're stacking wood and put on some music. And three hours go by, and it was just work, work, work. Fun, chat, play, and.
1: Yeah, it's and I cool put, when you like, you don't, I don't know how, what's the opposite of reducing something?
0: <laughs> well, I, yes, exactly. That's such a good question. I, I mean, it's, it's cool when you think that way. Integrate it's integration. Yes. Thank you. It's, it's integrating it back into the whole. So we've reduced it. And, but even more than that, and I put this on the Instagram, I was like, I just, I realized that I have spent the bulk of my life avoiding the tasks that give me the very things that I don't want to do those tasks so that I can be able to do. Like, I want all mm-hmm. this free time to pursue my interests, which are movement and community building. But they're naturally packaged in life. It just requires reframing. Well, and I think part of
1: it is just integrating it in your own mind as, you know, a human, you know, just like looking at that pile of logs and seeing it <laughs> in a different way. Like, yeah. I, we just got nine inches of snow last week. And we all bundled up and went out and shoveled, and we were out there for a long time. Yeah. But we got outside, cold, movement. Family. Oh, and we were laughing and throwing snowballs at each yeah. other. But normally, before this concept, I would look at it as one circle, like, oh, crap, I have to go shovel. Right. And then I, I actually enjoyed myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, the idea of convenience, I think, is is we're, we're just so... We are a culture that is really focused on making things convenient. And we've just been conditioned mm-hmm. to, if it's inconvenient, that's bad. Meanwhile, we're also a culture that's vigorously struggling to get more movement and, and better quality <laughs> life and time. And it's like, if you could just see that the convenience is the problem, if we could just replace the word convenient with lack of movement then, like literally, that's what it translates to most of the time. Like that's that is when we use the term convenient, we're we're meaning less time, f- less physical motion of ours in exchange for that thing. Then it's super helpful. Yeah, it's interesting. The cold thing, the cold thing. You know, we talked about this for the in the winter show with the mm-hmm. Wim Hof stuff. And you're you know, right, it's Wim, Wim, not Vin. I educated myself. So Wim. My German grandmother would have said "vim" anyway. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. But anyway. I, I think that like that added temperature. The idea, like the understanding of temperature and movement really changed my understanding about outdoor time mm-hmm. in the winter. It was like we went up to the snow for hours and the kids were they had no problem with the cold. You know, and then in my mind, I'm like, I don't know how, how long we're going to go up there. It's like so cold. Like that's how I would have been before and felt like the need to limit exposure. But just having someone reframe it to go, no, this is like physi, like this is a physiological response and a skill and a strength and a motion that you should be able to do, changed everything. And then somehow mm-hmm. just having that information made for hours of movement and family time and and muscle training, the tiny, the tiny, mm-hmm. tiny muscle and the shunting of blood around, and it was like. I'm starting to get it. I'm like becoming less of a zoo human every day.
1: Yeah. It's actually made me, it's been snowing here and I was looking forward to my walk this morning because I I took half of my outerwear out. Oh, Oh, that's so fun. I just went out and, but it was fun, you know, I was looking forward to it. It was like a workout while I'm walking and it was great. It's funny how nothing externally changes. It's just the transformation happens the way that you look at it.
0: Your transformation mind happens in your mind. Changing your and mind is the mind is what's holding your body which back. costs. Nothing people. I nothing. know. Nothing. Well, it's a, it's a cost. It's a cost of, you know, habit. Habit is one of those things. Like there's this efficiency in terms of, in terms of your behavior, your behavior works for you, but there is a, I think there is a metabolic cost of changing our minds that it's, it's not like a money thing. But it, I think it's work and I think it's underappreciated work of how much physical transformation and effort you have to put into to change your mind. Because it means that every time you tend to want to think one way, you have to consciously uh, move your thought over a little bit. And while it's not like arms and legs moving, I think there is some sort of movement or energy expenditure associated with it. So maybe that's someone needs to look at that someday academically. Get get on that. <laughs> whatever. Are you still
1: finding stuff? It sounds like you're still finding stuff that you can stack. Like, are you constantly
0: looking at something going, Oh yeah. Yeah. The wood or. Yeah. I mean, like the wood was uh, three days ago. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's just, you know, we just have these, every so much of almost everything that I do is reflexive. It's just reflexive based on how everyone did it around me when I was little. So it's just constant questioning, you know, there's a bumper sticker, don't believe everything you think. <laughs> and it's like that. It's it's just applying that all the time. I'm constantly asking myself, and, and that's the habit that I've cultivated. The habit that I've cultivated is thinking. Every time I think a thought, I'm like, why am I thinking that? Where does that come from? Is there much validity to that? And what's my, what's my support for that thought? And that is the work that I do the most, is I constantly ask myself that question like that's my greatest movement is is constantly questioning my myself and it and it does help the fact that I'm a natural questioner anyway and I'm not mm-hmm. someone who I'm not a, a highly intuitive person like intuition I don't think is a huge steerer for me or certainly I, I might be intuitive in that way like a lot of people but I don't follow my intuition blindly as much as i run myself through a checklist of questions, I guess, often. So I do that a lot. And that and that helps me find more ways to stack.
1: Right. That's a really good habit for everything, I think. Have you ever had an attempt at stacking your life go awry?
0: No, nothing in my life has ever gone awry. Especially parenting. <laughs> parenting is super easy you got and that it handled. All, it always I just make a plan. <laughs> I just make a plan and <laughs> and it just turns out beautifully <laughs> oh. every time sure do i have an example though that's a yeah uh i don't i I don't i guess if it wasn't super memorable that's
1: a good thing because that means it wasn't really horrible or but it could have been funny
0: yeah no i think i think that you know when when stacking i I will just uh, you know an endless optimistic i would just reframe the stacking of well then not only did I try to do that, I also learned a lesson, you know, so therefore I've stacked it and I win again, you know, so, no, that's great, that's you know, the way,
1: the way to go I'm that same way, just tenaciously optimistic Just terrible.
0: It's a horrible, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> it's, I really feel like I need to start practicing seeing things uh, half empty.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Our dirty glasses. My next question, you maybe just answered it, but is there anything that shouldn't be stacked? Like, not that you've maybe had a disaster, but you figured out, you know what, like, I just need to give this one thing my full attention. And and this is just, I'm just curious. It's purely anecdotal.
0: I don't know. Do, I feel like you have an example. Do you, do you, you said anecdotal. So do you have something that you think? No, I don't. Well, okay. Like,
1: um, I don't. I don't like I was thinking maybe if you were doing something and on your husband said, hey, I feel like you're not giving me all my, you know, all the attention, something like that. I mean, it's just,
0: yeah, I'm just just curious. Well, I I feel like that that idea that pure attention probably comes from a drought of interaction, right? Like we live a life where. One spouse goes one place all day and the other spouse is living like you're living a completely separate life from each other. So then the reflex is when it's my turn, I want your undivided attention where if Mm. so, you know what I mean? And same with children, right? It's like, why, why are you stretching with your kids? You should be fully engaged with that child. I'm like, again, I think that those perspectives stem from a life where your child is sent away from you all day or or you are engaging in something that that it's about it's about the distraction and the and how you spend all of your life it's about the context i guess wow so so if you were with if you were co-parenting more or if your lives weren't so reduced or i'm using the term reduced meaning not less than but like segmented where everyone was apart and everyone had different lives and mm-hmm. then then that wouldn't be such an issue. Like I co-parent and I'm with my children a lot. And it's not to say that we don't need individual time. This is not to say that, that your time should be engaged, like that you are supposed to be with your children all the time. And you're supposed to be with your partner all the time and that you're supposed to be moving 100% of the time. It's just about the natural balance of things. It's about trying to restore the natural balance that, you know, your husband or your children, if you live a lifestyle where you are gone or separated most of the time, that pure interaction might be making up for, might be Mm -hmm. what's needed to compensate for. But if you're following the broader transition of transitioning many things where, you know what, instead of leaving my children, like uh, say you go, say exercise is hugely important to you, but it's not something you do with your kids. You're modeling it, by taking your child to the gym but then the kid goes to the daycare or somewhere while you go do something separate from them if if that's the way let's say that you're approaching movement then you are going to but then you're you know you really want your kids to do movement then you also then have to take your kid to their movement class and that's like a whole separate hour. There's the hour of you getting your movement and then there's the hour of your child getting your movement and it's requiring driving and classes and paying and everyone going to their separate movement experience. But if you transition to where the two hours that you spent with your kids were moving and with your spouse were moving as a family, right? then I think that people a lot of times are using their exercise time. They, I think people are stacking their life. They're trying to get their exercise time and their alone time at the same time. Mm -hmm. We all need alone time. And I don't think that modern parenting allows for the amount of of alone time that we need Mm -hmm. retreat into oneself, into whatever. And so we stack in that way. And that's one way to stack. And I think that's been helpful for a lot of people to go, you know what? I I go to the gym and I take my kids to daycare because that is I've been with my children all day long and that hour away from them is amazing both for them and for the parents. Right. So I'm not I'm not trying to say that that's no, not the case. It all depends on the situation. Yes, that that I think that if you could get your move if you could get your movement with your kids sometimes and with your spouse sometimes, then you could use that hour of alone time to do something other than movement. And you would have stacked it even more because you would have been modeling this natural movement with your child. So it's like teaching, it's engagement, it's movement. And then it also then provides you with an hour to go do something else. That's not any of the things that we're talking about. So there's just different ways of stacking. And you might be stacking one way and need to kind of change the way you're stacking a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you want a different outcome, if it's all working for you, then perfect. But if it's not, these are you know some suggestions.
1: Wow, I like that uh, what you said about the. It was a drought, movement drought. Yeah, attention or, drought. Or drought attention drought. That was is not the answer I expected, but it was really a good answer.
0: Well, we're frag- You know, the reductionism isn't just in in the exercise. It's in it's in everything. Our lives. It's a non-tribal, non-community. Even within our own family, mm-hmm. it's a non-community. You have people who whose experience of their lives are extremely different. You can have two people who live in a household and the two of them are experiencing life very differently. And I believe that that causes a sort of disconnect and maybe the therapy is, you know, intense periods of vacation together or time. But if that causes you stress, like if you're stressed about it all the time, when you're not getting these periods of engagement, then then shifts are possible. Mm -hmm. That's another bumper sticker. Shifts are possible. What if we did a whole show Shift of bubble happens. stickers? Shift happens. That's, what that's exactly what. <laughs> <one.
1: laughs> uh, Would you recommend that somebody that is listening to this and going, oh, my gosh, I never thought about it this way, for them to assess, you know, you said everything could be stacked. Would they just kind of take their circles and list out their circles and then just start to connect those in a Venn diagram of... I mean, how
0: it's not a Venn diagram. It's just like literally stacking okay, well one would you, circle what would on top. You, Go to that blog post so that you can see the picture. I think that right, visual we'll put that will that help. In the show notes. I think that if you if you made a list of categories, everyone's got different categories. Maybe like maybe you're caring for someone who needs medical help. Like everyone's got their own unique situation. So create a list of circles. You can use my circles as an example. Like these are the areas of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe worship. Is a circle for you. Maybe medical care is a circle for you. Like you're gonna have to, your circles aren't my circles. Figure out your circles and then create a list of tasks that you do every day. That like there are the things that are on your daily task list endlessly, right? Like every day they're just automatically there. Eating is one of them. You don't even put eating on your list because it's just implied, but start putting it on there. Like, what are the things involved? Is it getting ingredients? Like, try to break it down into as many steps, every step that you will have to do to accomplish that. And then you start going, okay, how can I, how can I layer some of these? And think outside of, think outside of the box. And if you're using, you know, for me, for me, movement is the key to many things. And so I will naturally default, I think, to finding movement-based solutions to all my problems, right? Like mm-hmm. I see almost all of the problems that we have are the, the things that need solutions as well. Movement is probably going to be a key component because in the natural world, movement is there at every step, which is an excellent pun that I didn't want to go oh, under the nice. radar. Movement. That's my job. I know. Movement is there all of the time. and And because if you're listening to this show, it's about movement. Like, there's just a gross deficit. And so I try to – I always think that no matter what my problem is, if I can get more movement in, I'm going to at least be satiating something. And then I look at these – you know, take a hard look at, like, which of these circles are most important to me. And the importance of a circle doesn't have to be the same every day. You know, like, you can have – Days or months or, or seasons where different circles take bigger priority. So someday, mm-hmm. someday, you know, I, I was thinking about another book that I'm not going to write next year because I promise I wouldn't write any more books next year, but maybe the year after is this idea of just like we wrote, trans, I, just like we all collectively wrote, transitioning yes. to minimal footwear. And actually, that's not untrue. So thank you, everyone, whoever. We contributed to a thought. <laughs> I wanted to write a book on transitioning to a movement-based lifestyle, mm, mm. where these steps. Who did you I, make that promise to? I I just I think right now, oh I just might have. Oh how oh how who did I make the promise to? Of not, not writing, writing a, book a book to you in the in the in the year review. Oh my god! Remember, see, it's, is see it well, convenient I'm, if I forgot? Because you, you could
1: just go ahead and write that book for us. Well, anyway, you do hold mind. the power
0: to edit the show, <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, that that's going to be a a book because i think that these steps are more clear to me because i've been through the process so maybe sharing some of my process people could follow it if they wanted to just like they follow corrective exercises and like thinking of like how to walk where to walk what shoes to buy that that there's so much more to x ex- there's so much more to a movement-based lifestyle than exercise right there's right prioritization of time and money and how you engage your family in it and so i think oh you know what else on the website nutritiousmovement.com there is a free guide it's called the macronutrient pack guide have you downloaded that yet Uh, i have not if you go download that it's free it's it says that like on almost every page download the macronutrient guide it is a book it is a booklet Of all of these things that we're talking about of how to fit movement into your life while getting things like nature credits and community credits. So that will be probably, I mean, it'll be much more uh, fleshed out Mm -hmm. in this book that someday I will write, which will probably be in four and a half months from now because you've edited that show to no longer even carry a record. What promise? uh, What? And you're going to have to edit, you're going to have to edit this out too. Like it's like, it's like memento. That yeah. movie it's all tattooed
1: across my forearm speaking
0: of movies have you seen star wars yet
1: no i'm sorry i'm just not that excited
0: me either but i i for some reason like the creepy jelly beans i thought that you guys would be like star wars i think i know associate- where uh, you know you
1: and i we're around the same age so i'm i'm the first three movies i was i was yeah. actually supposed to marry han solo i don't know what happened there but i did not yesterday
0: i parked next to the death star it was someone's black suv <laughs> with tinted windows covered in star wars stickers and the license plate was death star that's no
1: planet anyway we're going to rename It's a little late in the game we're going to rename the show the bumper sticker show because we have don't believe everything you think mm-hmm. shift happens
0: you got one more i know you do yeah, i think like you got one more this what one is it your circles
1: aren't my circles
0: and that not is it. not going to confuse anyone who reads it. <laughs> it's like, what are they talking about? What? I don't oh, even know what yeah. that means. Well, this this was,
1: I mean, thank you. This was good. Good, And I would love to someday, it would just be the natural step or progression to write that book um, for everything that you've put out there. This is great. But I won't pester you.
0: You hear this, Penelope? I, just start taking notes. I, yeah. That's my editor. I, She's like, seriously, did you just promise to do another book? <laughs> I like writing books. I like writing books. What if I just stopped writing blogs and doing podcasts and wrote books? Like, would that be better?
1: You could do that, or you could just like take your time writing it. It's like you
0: don't even know me. It's like you don't even know know, me. Take my time writing it.
1: It's crazy. I guess I'm just gonna send you some jelly beans, some
0: booger jelly beans. beans. Yeah.
1: Well, just to remind everybody, we are now having the mailbag shows once a month. Between regular scheduled podcasts. Oh, it cracks me up every time you say mailbag. And are, do we have any, Um, let's see, this will be coming out. This should be the first week of January that y'all are listening to this. If you're getting it when it comes out, we're about to wrap it up. Where, where are you going to be this month? Where are we going to see you? What are you going to do? Not January, a book, I
0: guess, in January. January. <laughs> so, whatever. Actually, I'm canceling everything and I'm going to write a book in the first two Thank weeks you. of January. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> uh, January. So January is a crazy month. So Don't Just Sit There, technically released in mid-December. It like means it's in bookstores in December. So a lot of PR for that. So Dr. Oz Magazine took a little snippet from Don't Just Sit There. I am very excited about it because they took my favorite part of that book, which is a section called Office a-S-S is a real thing with dollar signs standing for the S's. And it's explaining the mechanical, like what are the forces applied to your uh, gluteus maximus flesh from weight and how that promotes adipose, uh, mecha- how it mechanically transduces adipose tissue. So sweet, I, I'm, I'm just tickled. I'm tickled that they got that. So I can't wait to see how that lays out. And when I was in New York, they showed me the picture that goes with that article is a chair in the shape of a butt. Oh, awesome. Which I might need to get one of those for my house. What else? I'm going to California. I'm going to be in California. i doing a book signing at Barnes & Noble in Ventura on the 9th. Rumor has it, it's with Jill Miller. Oh, fun. But we haven't uh, finalized all those details yet. We'll announce that. I mean, that's like a couple weeks away, which is crazy. I'm shooting... A little TV segment for the ABC news station in LA, KTLA, when I'm in Ventura. And then Certification Week, also in Ventura. Are you going to be there? I am not. Dang yes. it. I, know. I
1: I love... I love
0: Ventura too. And, I know and
1: the beach, but but it's too warm awesome. for you now. It's yeah, too warm for you now. Yeah, you're me, you're, me a, and you're we we've snow been girl. You and Wim We're Win. elbow to elbow. Yeah, yep. I think that's great. In fact, after this, I'm going to go sit in an ice bath. You're
0: doing us an ice bath right now. You know, could you could you could you hurry it up? <laughs> <laughs> He's like I'm trying to hold my teeth apart right now, yeah. <laughs> and I think I said, oh, that's oh, and then oh, oh, there is. I don't think we should. I think we should re- talk about it. in, the, in Not. In the next show for mid-January about what National Magazine will be featuring my home. So we're not going to talk about it now? Well, we just did, but I think we should talk about it more next time. Okay. I will make a little note on that. Because I think that now everyone is like, what? What's happening? It's the reason. If you haven't seen the tour of my house on the New Nutritious Movement site, which you can find on the Day in the Life page. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The reason my house was so clean in that video was because this magazine was coming to shoot my house. <laughs> and so it required like an excavation team <laughs> and and that's, many, many hours to get it. So if you're looking you at that, going, alone and
1: everyone oh, does that everyone
0: does that. Needing help? No, but like
1: that's, you know, the best cleaning gets done when something important or big is coming over.
0: Yeah, well, this was as cl- this was as big as it's ever been, and it was as clean as it's ever been. So that awesome. will be uh, it'll be, it's for the February issue of this magazine, but it will be released in January. So we can talk about it next time because I think oh, cool. it'll we'll be talk about it next show. Whoop, whoop. Excellent. All right, hun. All right. Well, thanks everyone for yes, listening. Reviews. Mm-hmm. If you have a review for us, we love it. It helps make the show better. For more information, you can find me at NutritiousMovement.com. And you can learn more about Danny Hemet, Movement Warrior, and I believe Wim Hof Groupie. Yeah, totally. Is that what's happening right now? (laughs) It's (laughs) happening. uh, It's happening. happening. You can find Danny always. That's where I find her, at uh, (laughs) MoveYourBodyBetter.com. All right. All right, hon. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.
1: We hope you find the general information on biomechanics, movement, and alignment informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and shouldn't be used as such.